0: Khalif raymond from the 30. flag is down and raymond has run out of bounds another flag comes in at the 32. there are six
1: flags
2: on the field friday
1: june 24th
0: 2022 we're back at it Fresh off a big champagne birthday for Alex. If there was a national day, it would be champagne birthday two days ago for Alex. Congratulations. Yes, that's right. Yeah, appreciate
3: it. Uh, you know, nice nice little uh, champagne birthday, as they call it. I didn't know that till like... Till the my, day of. Till the day of. Wow. So it's when you're...
2: Break like, it down for the Yeah, it's,
3: I don't even know how to break it down. It's like <laughs> the... So my, like the example is like I was born on June 22nd. I turned 22 in 2022 so i guess you got to have all three kind of match up at that same time and it's it only has to birthday. be two though it only has to be two but three also works yeah it's it even more crazy it so. does you hit for the
0: cycle most people only get the double <laughs> yeah. it's actually national take your dog to work day if you were wondering what the real day mm. was today which wow. is uh that's absurd i don't know why that's a day it's very impractical <laughs> I got something in my throat the minute I said that, but it is a little impractical. I can't imagine a scenario where bringing your dog to work just without warning is accepted, but give it a try if you're brave enough.
2: I'm going to go ahead and say even with warning. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. probably gonna have some issues they there. would think you're kidding
0: yeah <laughs> like oh yeah yeah that'd be great yeah, yeah. all the work would get done yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but middle of the meeting i gotta let him out <laughs> 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 oh man that would be quite a dream if somebody do it please and report back to me yeah it's episode 113 we're obviously down and at today Big, a big assignment for him tonight, so he's not able to uh, crack the pod, which, I mean, it happens. We're, we're sad to be without him. We touted him up as the style guide for the NBA draft. Instead, we're just going to have to rely on our own takes to break it down. Which is <laughs> That's right. I don't know how we're going to get by. Um, tonight was the NBA draft that is kind of the lead thing today i really enjoy the nba draft i think the i think i enjoy the seven eight hours leading up to it more than i enjoy the actual draft yes because once completely. the draft gets moving whoo, i could take a nap But after about 16 that's when uh-huh. i start to tune out but i was able to stay pretty focused this time i think the big drama and intrigue was at the top It had been sort of the Jabari Smith topic all week, all month. Everybody's saying that he's going to go to the number one team, which was the Magic. And then Orlando throws in a little curveball, 20 minutes to go. Paolo Banchero going number one. Him in his purple suit with the diamonds all over it and the shiny silver shoes. Top pick. I don't hate it personally. I think I'm going to go on the record right here. For my research, which was extensive in mm. a four-day period, I think Jabari Smith is the best player in this draft. So I would have taken him. I think his reaction from going three confirmed that for me, the way he sort of just kind of took it on the chin and was yep. like, this is going to be a chip on my shoulder. I think he's going to end up being the best pro, but when you're the Magic and you've had this much failure, somebody like Ben Chiro is a pretty foolproof pick. I don't think there's much of a chance he busts. He's pretty good right away. So I don't hate it in the end.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think they're two different players. Like they're obviously both good shooters and uh, they're both good accomplished scorers. But I think the difference is that um, to me and f- from what I could see was that Jabari Smith is somebody that doesn't really generate uh, his own shot as well as maybe um, Bank chero does. So I, I understand if you have a team that doesn't really have like a great play, play you know, you say what you want about. <laughs> kevin porter jr <laughs> but they don't really have a great uh playmaker there right now so it, they made a, they might have thought it would have been better to have uh him there in that spot because he's able to create a shot more so i actually don't hate it i really like mancaro i thought whoever they went with at number one as long as it was one of those top three guys i think uh you have a pretty high shot of of any of them hitting so yeah i don't hate it i think this is a weird one because i saw a lot of different people
0: who i trust and have respect for their opinions having different takes on who should go number one it wasn't a consensus so whatever happens i was okay with how'd you feel yeah 100
3: percent. i was okay with it too like it is what it is i thought you know all three guys were it seemed like they were in the mix i was hearing you know orlando could pick any of those three guys and it was a bit surprising i guess that you know bancaro kind of towards like 10 minutes before the draft started he just (laughs) seems like he he he, he catapulted to number one but um People were saying that he was the most sure pick out of those three. So mm. maybe Orlando just wanted the most sure thing. Um, yeah, you know, he seems like a guy that could help them right away, obviously. And, uh, you know, Orlando's got some nice young guys there. I think, you know, I like Cole cool. Anthony, too. He can, you know, set, set a lot of plays up for them. They got Bankero. Suggs. Um, Suggs as well. Well, I don't know how big I was. You like Markel Fulton Isaac? I like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it, though, but... Uh, Honestly, my two favorite guys from this draft are actually Jabari Smith and Jaden Ivey. Those are kind of the two guys I, I like the most out of probably, you know, the top four. So, um yeah, but we'll yeah. get
0: into that later. Yeah, those are the guys I like. I do want to ask because it did, it seemed like it was Smith for pretty much the whole way. Even this morning, Woj was saying, oh, it's Jabari Smith at the top. Nothing's going to change that. Do you think they were, they knew they were going to take him and it was like a play? To make everybody think they were going to take Smith and they were going to flip to bench, or Do you think they actually changed their mind at the end? Because I think... There's no way. I think they kind of thought themselves into the corner and f- switched up at the end. I don't think... I think there's no way you can yeah. like... You
3: have all this time. You have the first pick and then you just last hour maybe. You just switch up who you're going to take. It's like I when think, you're doing I think, the test. I, I, under, I, I totally feel what you're saying because the Magic definitely seem like an organization that can't like keep a secret like that this would have been leaked like a month ago as soon as they got the number one (laughs) overall pick so i feel you there but a good job by them to like kind of keep it secret
0: you know you think this was a full plan
2: yeah yeah, i would have thought like to me the only way that that happens is if the entire like the brass of the organization like the gm coaches and stuff are on the same page and then like at the last minute like somebody with more power like the the owner owner, for example comes in and he's like you know what i had a dream about 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 paulo like we need to take him because i don't see that as happening we're like the, I've, i'm sure they're all in agreement before his son comes in he's like dad like listen up uh-huh. i watched like five minutes of youtube <laughs> yeah. it's paulo
0: yeah trust me <laughs> like, okay yeah. i Do- listened to ryan Rosillo's podcast dad
3: <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, they're just like raise your hand if you want Apollo, or raise your
0: hand if you want Chet. The they table. just decided, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they
0: broke it down Did in the end. <laughs> no, I think I think it was sort of a flip at the last minute because there's a couple teams like Oklahoma City. If they had done this. I would have believed until the last minute yeah. they kept it a secret. But yep. the Magic I think are such a, a weird team <laughs> that I don't know enough about and they have kind of been a failure for the last 10 years aside from the DJ Augustine playoff win against <laughs> Toronto that one game um, that I could believe that they sort of flipped up at the last second but still very interesting and they've got a nice young core like you said now they're sort of building out. Any yep. of the three guys would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City at two obviously takes Holmgren kind of the worst kept secret in, this, in the draft that that was the guy they had sort of circled on their board he is kind of the perfect thunder player sort of this tantalizing who knows what you're going to get lottery ticket could flounder up the nba like sean bradley who knows but as far as i go i think his body's a little too weird for me mm-hmm. i know that people are saying this is where the league is going you got to understand that this is the future it's an athletic sport this is the most athletic guy I don't know. I think that I see some red flags with the body, but that's just me. I think I'm just not
3: used to it. I think that out of the teams he could have went, right? Cuz we still weren't really sure how the top 3 picks would pan out. I think Oklahoma's the best place for where he could have went. I agree. Cuz obviously there I think they can develop him to I think he's going to reach his potential to the max in Oklahoma as opposed to if he went to, you know, the Magic or or Houston. But yeah, like you said, it is weird. I just he seems like a guy. Like I just can't see like I can't picture him really filling out his frame.
2: Um
0: We saw his dad, and his dad didn't Wyatt. fill out his frame. That's
2: true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I think the frame or everything that's been made about the frame, like the whole controversy, I guess, is I think is blown out of proportion because to me he has a pretty solid floor and I think that floor is like um like a to put it in two K terms, he'd be like a glass cleaning <laughs> rim protector. <laughs> You're going full <laughs> Mike yeah. like he, 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 at this point, whether he develops a frame or not, he's going to be somebody that can has a lot of defensive range and can protect the rim and play in the pick and roll. Um, and I, I honestly think whether he develops more, you know, we, I'm sure he will put on more weight. But whether he does that or not, that's going to be his floor. And so I don't really see the risk that. Um, other people do and then the upside I think is tremendous like he's somebody that could be a, like a really lethal threat in the pick and roll and I guess going back to the body type we saw him play Jalen Duren in the tournament who's a grown man and despite being like not even 19 and he held his own just because of the the range and the length that he has kind of compensates for some of the lack of size or I guess weight that he has so I, I'm not too concerned I think it's a great pick honestly. I saw a video of him getting cooked, but I sent you guys yeah. that video. I don't know if that guy was like a pro basketball player or just
3: like a guy like a YMCA, <laughs> but like he blew by Chet yeah, so that was rough. fast, was tough, and like bro. dunked on Chet. Obviously, I'm kidding. I you know like obviously Chet Chet's a great defensive player, but yeah, it was it was funny to see. Yeah,
0: yeah it's gonna be an interesting thing to watch. Like you said, I think I agree that Oklahoma is kind of the best spot to go because nobody can really get on him too hard he's playing for the thunder he won't be at least on the knicks or something where
2: he's getting all the pressure (laughs) yeah Yeah. um so he does have the best chance to succeed there for sure can i say he's got Giddy, I think, would be an ideal team. He's somebody I would personally love to play with because yeah. I think he's somebody that's unselfish. Mm-hmm. Like He's not going to require the ball to play. Yeah, and if you want to talk
0: about the Thunder as a whole, and then we can shift over to Houston, they're considered kind of the big winner of the day, it seems like. They traded those three first-round picks to get my boy Uzman Dang, who was one of my favorite players in the draft. I was hoping the Spurs <laughs> could nab him, but I'm okay with Sohan. We'll get to that in a second. But they traded those three first-round picks to get him. They also added uh, Jalen Williams, and they do have Giddy. They could resign sign and obviously they still have Shea Gilgis Alexander uh-huh. the coach is pretty good they did get a little bit out of uh the, the couple guys they drafted last year Aaron Wiggins yeah a couple guys that they have obviously Poku you know you never know what you're going to get there yeah. I think they could be good sooner rather than later with that core that they're building I think that if they add a free agent that could be a play-in push team because the bottom of the west is pretty weak I, I agree I think like, I
3: think you just, like, now you have to start competing. There's no more, like, yeah, let's, like, take the year off. Let's try and keep tanking. Like, I don't see that being beneficial for your team because you already have yeah. so many young guys that kind of need to start experiencing winning and experiencing a winning culture. Yes. Like, Shay, there's no reason for him to keep, you know, playing on a bad team. and Exactly. And Doord and Giddy and um, you have Chet. So these are already, like, like, you have four to five just really, really good young players. So, like you said, sign a vet. Um, or, you know, push all those chips in, um, all those first round picks and, um, and, you know, cash in on getting a a really good player. So I think, you know, they should, they should make some moves now to support these young guys and, um, and start competing for not even like playing. Honestly, you just start trying to make the playoffs. I think they have a really talented team, so no, no more reason to wait.
2: I agree. And and that's the benefit of having a lot of picks from other teams is if you do well, you're not necessarily hurting your chances of getting a, of drafting or getting a really high draft pick mm-hmm. yeah. necessarily. So,
0: yeah. And, and I think I was reading some stuff about how they're OK with Chet being a project because they want to be in the derby for Victor next year. Victor Venn-Banyama wow. the French guy, who is going to be—oh my god! I mean, the way that I mean, people would, are talking about him is like he's yeah, yeah. KD, <laughs> LeBron, and KD mixed, mixed, had a baby. Michael Jordan was involved in the process. <laughs> I, yeah, um, he's is, trained yeah. by Kareem. Uh, the way that people
2: talk about him is insane. But I think the other thing on him is he's got probably like forty-five seconds of footage. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah that yeah, is yeah. true in a YMCA, <laughs> yeah, and
0: then yeah. they're like wipe the tape so yeah, it, you're not getting yeah. quarters two but through four. His yeah.
3: body also looks very poor. I don't think we can like you know shit on chet and then say well victor looks great he yeah. is also Agreed. the skinniest person i've ever seen so mm-hmm. i don't know what it is with these
0: guys but yeah let's try and put on some weight here yeah. <laughs> they like the skinny guys sga is 180 soaking wet <laughs> yeah. um yeah. the name i was missing was trey man that's the other guy that they have yeah. that's pretty lo- looking nice but oh, yeah, good for the thunder they actually are building out you can start to see the sort of the fruits of the Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the second Threats half the is. There it is. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. And, you know, they still have 35 first round picks in the chambers. So they're, yeah. they're doing just fine. Yeah, Good job by Presty. Houston at three, taking Jabari Smith. I actually really like this pick. I, I Again, I'm Jabari Smith yeah. is my guy. I'm, I'm, I'm in on him. I think he's going to be the best player in this draft. I'm not a Houston fan. I'm obviously, you know, a fan of the team that's their biggest rival. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to see him go there. But I think that's the best case scenario because Jalen Green with the ball is as much as we make fun of him i think he is a guy who can make things happen with the basketball and i think if you put jabari smith with them who can't really you know dribble or create for himself but he's a great spot up shooter yep. i mean i think big things can happen there that's a dangerous dangerous duo yeah i i agree um i think you know it might maybe get a little bit
3: crowded also because they have um kevin porter Jr. yeah
0: he's gonna want the ball
3: he <laughs> he's gonna want his like 30 to 35 shots a game
0: eric gordon's like guys it's my turn yeah
3: yeah but um yeah like you said you know we that. saw Jalen Green maybe turn a corner there last month or so you know mm-hmm. started playing well so got voted into I guess the first uh all rookie team um but yeah I think it could be a pretty like like I feel like they're going to score the ball a lot I don't know how much defense they're willing to play <laughs> going um, to venture say not a lot my yeah, boy probably Jabari not lot. can play a lot Jabari can play Jabari but uh-huh. I still think it's going to be a little tough um but yeah I, I think like w- it was a great pick. Like, I have, I have nothing else to say. Like we said, Jabari Jabari could, you know, easily become one of the, the best player in this draft. So, um, yeah, I like the pick for Houston, totally.
2: Yeah, I do, too. I think it's a good pick because he's somebody that I think was maybe the most pro-ready of those first three guys. Like, he's somebody that you could plug and play into any team, and he'd probably be pretty successful. I mean, he's great on the pick and roll. He's a great spot-up shooter. Um, he's great against the contest. Like, he's a great, great player, and I think he's. It's especially kind of a good transition because he's coming from a system where he was with really ball dominant point guards who really struggled to get him the ball. So uh, clearly, I mean, I'm sure he got frustrated at times, but he's been able to. He was able to deal with it at Auburn with guards that are a lot worse than, uh, than, you know, yeah. than Jalen yeah. Green and, then, Green and I mean, Michael Dennis and Schroeder. Yeah, they got the same tendencies. Yeah, they do. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They got the same tendencies. So uh, I think he's uh, he's a great fit there for sure yeah
0: I, I think Houston again it, there's a lot worse places to start than if you have those two guys I don't like what they have around the edges but starting with those two that's a good place to be in and they, yeah. they could they definitely are very happy with how that played out and it's
2: I think it's looking good that they got rid of Christian Wood. I just want to say that. To yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I agree. I think he might have. <laughs> that might be addition by subtraction. I agree. Yeah, uh-huh. and they did get Boban
0: in that too, which yeah. you know we all know what that means. Uh, Sacramento at four. Big move by the Kings. Obviously, everybody said the draft started at four. I think Keegan Murray was kind of the meme pick at the start. Like, oh, they're going to take Keegan Murray. They're the Kings. And then I think over time, it became more and more obvious that that was actually what they were going to do. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, they did it. I think uh, I, I actually like the player. I think he's going to be pretty good. But uh, if I was him, I wouldn't be too pleased to be going to the sack. I think he no. more belongs on a team that actually, you know, yeah. Could win some games next I year. I
3: don't think any player is pleased to go to the Kings except Halliburton, which they like traded <laughs> yeah. in like we can't have 18 that. months. Yeah, we <laughs> can't have anybody actually like like well, something's wrong with him. So <laughs> yeah. we have to get him off the team because okay. he actually wants to play here. <laughs> um but yeah, I heard Richard Jefferson kind of saying it like this is just the Sacramento Kings' fault. Like you missed yeah. out on a really good player. I'm a huge Ivy fan. Me too. I think Me he's too. he's an unbelievable player. And I mean, they would have taken him let's be honest I think they would have taken him but like he, he he was pretty clear that he didn't want to play for the Kings um, and that you know and I don't blame him because it's, it's a bad organization let's see how they treated Halliburton um, I know that they have a lot of guards but I I still think you got to take the best player available Agreed. and they pivoted to Keegan Murray Keegan Murray might be great but I don't know I, I like Ivy a lot more and this is kind of just their own fault now that they're and I think people saw this with Ivy, and this is going to be a more frequent thing now, where guys might just like refuse to I don't know work out or have any contact, do poor interviews with the Kings. Um, so, and I also think probably should have traded the pick. Yes, for yes. something. Yes, I mean you got to pick a freaking direction, and you know you say what you want about Sabonis and Fox. Like I think they're decent. I don't think they're the top three duo in in the NBA.
0: Yeah, but, like Mike
3: Brown said. Yeah, like Mike Brown. said. You didn't agree with that comment. But like. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what the value was, like, gauging, you know, like, on these, like, lottery picks. I don't know how much value you could have gotten, but I'm sure you could have gotten a decent veteran player to help you um, at least challenge for, like, the plan or something. But yeah. you're taking another guy, another prospect. It's just – the direction just doesn't make sense. It's it's weird. Yeah.
2: I think, like, on your – to your point about getting the guy that's most available – or, sorry, getting the guy that's best available – the best guy available yeah. – uh, I I tend to agree with that because I think a lot of the time when you don't do that you end up with guys like Wiseman or yeah like yeah. you miss out on guys like Luca or Trey Young yeah. and take Marvin Bagley instead. Uh, yeah. so oh, did the
0: Kings do that? Was that the Kings too? I think it was. Oh, so, yeah. oh interesting.
2: Yeah. But they had Buddy Healed. They so did, Why did they need Luca? Yeah, it's baffling. I don't like. It's uh, never. I think I've been on the record on the show as saying it's not. It's not something I really support. And then. I think they, they, part of the the issue they have, too, is I think they're desperate to make the playoffs. Like, it's going on, what, 16 years of, of no playoff Longest streak in NBA history, I think. So I think at this point, they're so desperate to make the playoffs. They're drafting older players, more polished prospects that can help them win now. And I think when you're trying to build a team that can actually win... I don't think that's probably the best strategy. I think you would rather take somebody especially when your team isn't great. I'd take somebody that's younger and maybe more of a project like Ivy. Like Ivy's a fantastic player. I mean, that's why everybody was clamoring to get him. Yeah. So you know well, Keegan Murray will be okay yeah. hopefully but still well, baffling it's, me. it's also almost like
3: guaranteed that Ivy is gonna be like a hall of famer too <laughs> yeah. because they've sh- they showed a graph and it was just like each guy that's picked after the Sacramento pick is a really really good player he's yeah. so. got the
0: stamp of approval now that the yes. Kings passed like I already yeah. liked him but then the Kings passed on oh, it's and even I better. really like yeah. so. and again it's not I don't think it's about the player that they took it for because again I actually like Keegan Murray but I just think Jade and Ivy has the chance to be a special player like a Bradley Bradley beal type of combo guard uh-huh. and that's the you know we make fun of bradley beal but if you had the chance to take him on your team oh, on absolutely. a rookie contract and yeah you know that that's just and that bleeds into the fifth pick with detroit i think you put him with a guy like cade detroit is the obvious obvious winner of the week for me mm-hmm. and i i love that pairing together i yeah. think those two on and off the ball i know Ivy on defense is a long-term work in progress like that's like a major yeah. <laughs> major deterrent in his game but to me, you put him with Cade. Cade's a perfect floor distribu- distributor. He's the floor general of that team. So mature. They, yeah, exactly. And they they already have young pieces like Bay and the Jeremy Grant trade. They freed up forty million dollars because they got an exception in the trade. They they won this this week for me. Absolutely going away. I think the Pistons are going to have some bright days ahead. Detroit's doing such a great job, like you said. And I kind of think like.
3: Because Cade, Cade to me I don't know how old he is Maybe 20, 21, 22 mm-hmm. But Cade to me When you watch him play He looks like he's 28 He yeah, looks like he's yeah. 30 He looks like he's been in the league For like 7, 8 years And he's so calm and mature That I think it works well Because you can just unleash Ivy Just unleash him for like a couple of years And like he doesn't have to like play this Like take their best uh, offensive player On the other team Or all this other stuff Just let him like work Let him grind And and Cade can do all the other stuff And kind of help him out um, they got Sadiq Bay as well, we can play a small forward or maybe even a guard position as well. So they've got some really, really nice players. And like you said, they freed up that exception, got a lot of money. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, they could definitely be in play for Aiton. And if they get Aiton, mm. I mean... watch out for the Pistons because
0: that's a really really good roster and that's what the grant trade did the 40 million in space frees it up for somebody and then you look at what they did today they still have Isaiah Stewart who they do like Mm -hmm. they did draft Jalen Duren that made me think they're going off of Aiden and maybe thinking about a Bridges type yeah because mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, again with ivy we mentioned all the guards that are available this summer there's levine and beal and kyrie and stuff that doesn't you know and n- scrap that those guys aren't going to want to go there anyway mm-hmm. but somebody yeah. like bridges if you really believe that that's a guy yeah. and you maxed him out or even a guy like brunson you know Why you could not? move cade down cade's big and inverse style like that they have options now that they've done this so i'm giving them an a plus for this whole week
2: totally yeah, I liked what you said Alex that you're, you when you mentioned he like plays like he's 28. Like he has instincts like a 28-year-old would. Yeah, like the, yeah. uh, especially when it comes to the pick and roll, his instincts are like they're next level. He mm-hmm. can he sees plays before they develop and makes passes before uh, other players can see them. So I think he's a tremendous player. And I think he's that's that's the advantage of getting somebody that's very versatile. Is you can it helps you down the road, especially when it comes to drafting other players, because you you can there's so many different ways you can fit guys together. Yeah. Versus when you draft a guy like, you know, like a Jalen Green, where he's got a very specific role on a team, it's yeah. it's a lot harder to to work your to 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 like assemble a team around him, so i mean credit to him and credit to the team because i agree i think they're going to be really good and not a long not it's not going to be a long time mm-hmm. yeah
0: uh-huh and they still got Dwayne casey as the coach that's it i know. don't love that, <laughs> yeah. that being honest <laughs> that's where they're losing you he's like a professional basketball coach though he could get you to 40 wins. he could get you to 40 yeah. but it's
2: bringing a guy like uh like a van gundy Yeah. 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 Bring him back. Bring him back. (laughs) He remember when he
0: maxed out Reggie Jackson (laughs) the first time around. (laughs) He had some good times over there. Uh, Six through eight, it was Benedict Matherin to the Pacers. Pacers. Uh, Portland got Shaden Sharp at seven. Dyson Daniels at 8 to the Pelicans. I think the one I like there is Dyson Daniels because I think the Pelicans if you know Dyson Daniels the problem is the shooting, but he's a ferocious defender and a guy who can actually like create plays for other people on the wing. I think the Pelicans are in such a luxury spot where they can take somebody who's a bit of a project and still yeah be okay because their team is good right now this was obviously the laker pick that they got through the anthony davis trade we know they made the playoffs last year i think and and to put it together with the videos of zion going around this week and him looking in great shape i think next year they're building quite a team because defensively yeah. i mean they said alvarado during the draft i mean yeah. he's a backup point guard but i mean he's ferocious on the d yeah uh-huh. and uh herb jones as well exactly i mean they're really building something over there i, I give them a lot of credit because i like dyson daniels quite a bit
3: yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. I just think, uh, you know, focusing on the defensive side of the ball, um, I think, is a really good, really good option for them because they know what they have offensively with Zion, CJ, and Brandon Ingram. Yeah. I mean, I'm loving what the Pelicans are doing. So, um, just you know, it was it was looking heat there for a little bit. You know, people were I was, questioning them and I stuff. Was but I'm I'm kind of back on board. I just I like what they've been doing. It looks like they've been hitting on some of these picks and. um let's hope zion gets back and and plays plays this year and it's i'm lo- hope that's a big hope but i just even just with cj and brandon ingram i thought they were so 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 good um and and i'm th- i'm you know expecting big things from them next year
2: yeah i think we like to talk offense but i i mean all you all you have to do is look at the finals this year to see how important defense is to like winning championship teams because those are both Uh, those were the two best defenses statistically in the NBA and they were by, by far the best two teams in their conferences. So I think if you want to build a championship team, like the blueprints there. And I think the, the, uh, the Pelicans are doing a really good job. Like they pushed the Suns to seven and the Suns were a great team. So, um, you know, I think that they're going to be a team that'll be in conference finals before yeah in short order i'm sure yeah i mean they without their best player
0: last year too that's that's the big thing i mean who knows when he's going to be available he's kind of a question mark (laughs) in terms of that category a little on the Kyrie side of things over there but uh and again they're still sitting on all those laker picks they're sitting on a ton of bucks picks from drew holiday which obviously aren't going to be that profitable in the end but there's still something you can use in an okc type situation where Mm -hmm. oh you want to move up and get usman here's three picks and whatever it's not the end of the world for us um I think looking at the rest of this I we mentioned Shaden Sharp I I mean I know Alex is a Mathrin guy I think the Pacers are kind of hard to talk about because they're uh the Pacers and they're not exactly on TV every day um but I I like that pick I like Mathrin a lot I'm I'm not yeah dipping over the pick but Portland is more interesting because Shaden Sharp obviously goes to them it's a big swing he's either gonna get you fired or you're gonna get a lifetime deal Nobody knows what to make of this guy. But at the same time, they also picked up Jeremy Grant in the trade earlier this week. I always want to say Jerry and Grant, but yeah, uh, that was like the trash. <laughs> yeah. That was the trash guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I like Jeremy Grant quite a bit, but I still don't really understand what Portland's doing. Because they, uh, looking at what they've done over the last year in accumulation, they shuffled the deck, they've laid out the new cards, and it looks a lot like last year's cards. That's what it's looking like to me.
3: It's, it's funny because, you know, Portland was like, damn, seventh pick. Like, we just got Jeremy Grant. Like, you know, this is going to look different. And then trade for just the same. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I thought, you know, teams were they, – they probably thought teams were just going to be, like, hammering them about, hey, can we please get the seventh pick? Like, oh, we'll trade, we'll give you anything. And they – you know, I, I don't think they could have done a lot by trading that seventh pick. It didn't seem like too many teams were interested. Um, I know they made a run at OG, but that didn't seem very – very likely. Um, you know, Dame's probably not thrilled about that. I th- I still think you got to trade that. Pick. it's Same with the Kings. That's the same deal. I'm thinking the Kings and the Blazers should have traded their first round picks today. There's literally no point in making a draft pick. And then not only do you take, you know, a, 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 a player from the draft, you take a guy who's like, Super young, super raw, hasn't played basketball in like a year or two. Has it's not just played professional from high basketball. Has not played professional high uh, basketball at all. Um, I'd understand if they maybe took a 22, 23, or like a Chris Duarte or something. <laughs> like, you know, win now. But, uh, but yeah, I, I wasn't a super big fan of the pick because it just doesn't make sense from like a direction standpoint. And yeah. the people are, I, I don't get it, man. So many people are like, well, he was dominating in high school well I hope so because
1: all these the
3: the second round picks man in these in these drafts were dominating in high school so I I think he was the number one rated prospect coming out that year and I understand that Mm -hmm. but I don't know why people are referring to his high school tape like wow he was dominant yeah if he was dominant what was Zion in high school dude yeah like what are we talking about here so it's yeah it's a bit annoying
0: I know people who are dominant in high school and they're taking business studies right now so there is a big difference between dominant i going to translating to the pros. I actually here's something I didn't think I was going to say. I'm defending the sack right now. The sack, you know what? They want to win now. They take a 22 year old guy. I understand yeah. it. Portland, yeah, trading for Jeremy Grant, Ugh. not Jer- Jerrion. Trading for Jeremy Grant and then drafting Shaden Sharp is like a direct contradiction oh, of what yeah. you want to do. Cool. I don't think it makes much sense for them. Like you kind of got to pick a direction here. I understand he's a big swing, but. You, you're not going to pick seventh all the time with Dame Lillard. You kind of need to hit this one. That's how I feel. Exactly. If you're really going to build around Damian Lillard and that's what you want to do, I would have done a safer pick. Maybe a Sohan, maybe a Dyson Daniels. Yeah. That's what I would have done.
2: I get. I understand what you guys are saying with the direction thing, but I don't think it's risky like maybe like a Chet Holmgren is risky because Chet obviously is a project... Um, in the sense that his, his, his frame isn't really there necessarily in a lot of ways. There's like some physical maturation that needs to happen, and there's some issues with his game. But I think the risk with Shaden Sharp isn't really his game per se or his skill set. It's more the unknown of him not having played a year. So it's a different risk, I think. And that's a risk I think you're more willing to take if you're trying to win now versus we know... We know Chet has this lim- this limitation, uh, and and because we've seen it in college, we've seen it in high school. So the risk is we know that there's going to be years and at least a couple years until he like develops into somebody that's going to be really useful for our team. Versus Shaden Sharp, it's just we we don't know because we haven't seen him play. So he could be productive and really good right away, or you, you know he could be like yeah a nobody. Yeah. So do you get what I'm saying? It's I a little yeah, bit know, of a different risk. I understand what you're saying, but to
3: me it's a, it's like a red flag to me where a for guy sure. where he yeah. said. He just doesn't want to play for a year, and I like because he yeah. doesn't want to get injured. But okay, why are you like making that decision when we have like fifty nine other guys that were fine to play in college this year? Yeah. yeah, what's what's so different about you? Like you're not Michael Jordan when we're like okay, or LeBron. You know, well he is one of the greatest he, basketball players. He, ever and, and that is game. also a bit weird. I don't know, you know, <laughs> what this kid's mindset is. Is <laughs> yeah. just it's just unbelievable to me. And um, I know a lot of people are hit, hating on Wiseman. And this has, like, Wiseman written all over it, where Wiseman played, like, two, three games of college and then just wiped out the entire season. But, I mean, the fact that Shane Sharp didn't even make an attempt to play in college, to me, is a bit concerning. So
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I find the whole thing weird, but, again, you're taking, like, a massive swing. If the guy works out, he looks like he could be an absolute A-list player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... It, I don't know how often do you see those guys actually work out I yeah. guess we're gonna find out and see uh last little stuff we can do for the draft here sohan went nine to the Spurs I actually like that pick for my team mm-hmm. Johnny Davis went 10 any players that you really like that got picked after the tens anybody you sort of were looking to see where they went or anybody who went to a team and you thought that's a
2: really good fit that's I, I good guess like me. AJ Griffin yeah, I yeah, think I is somebody that could slot in to a team pretty easily like he's a good shooter. So going to the Hawks,
0: I I actually like him a lot as a player. I think, you know, when I was sort of doing research at who I wanted the Spurs to take, he was somebody I really liked. But what his medicals must have been saying, because I thought he was going to go around six or seven, and he Mm -hmm. goes all the way to 16. He obviously has had some big knee problems there. Um, I don't know. But I think if the guy can stay healthy, he's a dynamite dynamite player. But at 16, like Michael Porter went 14. I sort of view this as the same thing. Maybe not as dire with the medicals. I obviously don't know. But if it works out, it. it's a
2: great pick. Yeah, and he's really young. I don't even know if he's nineteen yet. Uh, so he might have just turned nineteen. So he's somebody that, is, as polished as he is uh, as a shooter, I think he's uh, there's definitely room for improvement. There's upside there. So I think it's a good value pick at uh, sixteen. At sixteen for sure. Somebody that can help you right away and somebody that also has a lot of upside to mm-hmm. improve.
3: Yeah. Some of the picks I personally liked, I'd say, were. Um, Mark Williams was getting a lot of hype. Uh-huh. Um, the center he went to, Charlotte. Yep. Um, and, you know, Charlotte's been needing a center. I don't remember. Like, the last center that was actually good was, like, Al Jefferson.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, on the Bobcats. Like, I <laughs>
3: loved Al Jefferson <laughs> on the Bobcats. He'd actually, like, cook down in the post. He was actually raw. I mean, We're so, doing Bobcats Hour right now. <laughs> yeah, Bobcats Hour. So, um, you know, addressed a to need. Um, so, and, and he was getting a lot of hype. I know you weren't a big bodgy fan.
0: Yeah, I'm I kind
3: of liked him. I, I I thought he was pretty good on Kansas, and I thought you know he he, to me he he, he had that like take over the game kind of moments with within March Madness that I was watching where you know you just give him the ball and um, let him score. You know he, he seems kind of like a spot up shooter guy. Um, I think he, didn't he go like eight for eight in one game? He, like yeah, well, he didn't miss I, in, for the first entire half or something like that. So um, I I thought it was a quality pick for the Cavs and kind of a guy where um like the Cavs didn't don't need to hit on that pick. But I think he could have a pretty high potential um, um, if they if they develop him well. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Really handsome guy, too, I've oh, got to wow. say. He's a
0: stunner. He, he might be the most handsome guy that got picked. Yeah. And I, but, I don't even
2: know if it's that close. Uh, yeah.
0: When he went up, it was like, wow, that <laughs> yeah. guy is an <laughs> absolute 10. <laughs> Holy <laughs> smokes. Um, I think the picks I liked, I'm not going to boost up the Spurs too much, but I do really think Sohan is a really good pick for them because – with the Spurs they don't play their rookies a lot they never really pick as high as 9 the guys usually spend time in the G League he's 19 I think he's actually going to play right away and if you want like a sleepy place where you're going to get good development and good coaching and the things that he's bad at are things that you can coach Mm -hmm. into people Mm -hmm. like shooting the ball he's good in transition already he's already a good defender like Mm -hmm. these are very plus assets I really like the pick for the Spurs I think that that could really pay dividends for them and I really like Jalen Williams too i know he went to the thunder at 12 and yeah. santa clara he's kind of an he was unranked at the start of the season mm. but everything i heard about him was this guy just absolutely shot up the boards. he's a great shooter perfect three and d guy i think he's got a very very high floor i'm a i'm really in on him so i like that pick a lot and like, like OKC is another sleepy place where you'll develop. That's just... Yeah,
2: yeah and can I say uh, Patrick Baldwin? I literally didn't know his name before the draft, but he's probably going to be, like, an all-star in three years. Yeah. The guy for the Warriors. That was a great pick. Yeah. What a steal.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, if it doesn't work out, like, whatever, but the yeah. Warriors being able to actually, like, again, they're right up against the tax. It seems like a one million dollar player, but just adding it is like yes. probably another fifteen. But they're like that kind of works for us.
2: Yeah, it's like a, it's like buying a damaged asset. It's uh, mm. somebody that's got issues, but you know, at the the root of it is something that's could be really valuable if you treat it right mm-hmm. and develop it
0: and Christian Brown going to the Nuggets and then oh, mercy. on NBA radio saying it's time to raise a banner. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm out on Christian Brown. <laughs> I, just not, I I wouldn't have hated on the guy, but I just want on the record, it. I'm out. Yes. Christian Brown, not for me. The The other things that sort of get talked about, the Knicks obviously going off and uh, trading a first-round pick to get off of Kemba Walker, gave him to the Pistons. The Pistons will buy him out. Now the expectation there is that they're going to buy out uh, Kemba and the Knicks are going to use that space to max out Jalen Brunson. That's everything I was reading. They obviously hired Rick Brunson as their assistant coach. We mentioned that on the show. Mm -hmm. The Knicks also got three first-rounders for uh, trading off the 11th pick so Oklahoma City could get their boy Usman. Um I don't know. I saw a lot of people complaining. I actually think this is a pretty good day for the Knicks. If you want to free up space and get a guy, I understand that. Even though Jaylen, I like Jalen Brunson. Is he a max player? No. But you got to find a way to get him. So I'm okay with them doing that. And then you get three picks back. I still think that's a net positive. You don't, I mean, they have young players. And if they, even if they, you know, even if they did pick a young guy today, it's not like Tibbs is going to play him. Tibbs tibs is a Vets-only guy. So I'm, I'm yeah. fine with what they did.
3: Yeah, that's true. Um, I think the trade itself is fine and them freeing up Cap and all that, but I'm not convinced they're going to get Jalen Brunson because I've been, like, since, you know, 2011, 2012, they've been saying oh, they're going to get LeBron and KD, and it's always just whatever the hottest free agent is that they'll get him. So as of now, I don't believe they'll get him because I've been tricked so many times in thinking that the Knicks will get him. Um, and... I mean, I, I don't know what uh, Dallas's financial situation is, um, but I don't see a reason why. Like, if, if they can offer him pretty good money, I don't see why he would, you know, leave Dallas. Um, and I, I heard somewhere else where um, Dallas has a bunch of guys that have been former Knicks. Hardaway and Bullock and um, I think I'm missing another guy and they he, like he can just ask them how was it over there because yeah. it's i still think they haven't changed much in regards to their organization and how toxic <laughs> everything is um i i get the money is fine and you know they they hired you know his dad and all that but the knicks have been doing that like I, they've been hiring like uh-huh. you, someone's aunt, aunt or uncle and damn <laughs> now he's gonna ball, come play neighbor that <laughs> yeah. like i think they were doing some stuff with zion as well you know just it's yeah. PowerPoint
2: presentation exactly, yeah. like, uh-huh. and I still feel no, like Cindy the biggest
3: idiot for thinking that they would somehow actually Rangers get the games. first overall pick when it was like just a straight up probability. Like, <laughs> that was they were crazy. like first take was ripping for three straight week weeks. Like, how, like where are we putting Zion in the Knicks lineup? Like, <laughs> no, no, dude, no, we didn't even do this that. Lottery, it was
0: bro. where's Zion gonna? How's Zion gonna play with KD? How yeah, is
3: this yeah, gonna and work? Kyrie, yeah. and Kyrie. Don't forget Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, oh, I just man. yeah,
2: I'm I'm not I'm not talking about that until he actually signs with them. Yeah, I mean, we hear this every year, and then they end up paying $40 million for Evan Fournier. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Malik Monk getting $40 million a year.
0: Oh, they're yeah. loving Malik right now. <laughs> yeah. They're looking at Pat Connaughton. They're like, yup. The yeah. uh-huh.
2: DiVincenzo? Have you seen that yeah.
0: yeah. Offer sheet, four years, 70. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way to do it. Um, a couple other basketball things, and then we can talk about some other stuff. You're not going to believe this, but uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are unhappy. It's really one of the most unpredictable things. Who could have seen this one coming? It just hits you like a ton of bricks. But uh, (laughs) to recap the full saga, because it's been four days, four days since we've talked, but there's been about 80 different things out there. It started on Monday when Sham said that Kyrie and the Nets were at an impasse, which... I didn't even know they were divided. I wonder wow. I wonder what happened what? over the last year. They they could that could they were Yeah. I thought they were best <laughs> friends, considering he was their GM for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it came out later on that Kyrie has sort of circled in the Lakers, circled them in, just, you know, they've yeah. got no money, but he circled them in. Uh-huh. Also looking at the Clippers and the Knicks. Oh, so you want to go to New York or LA. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work out, he also likes Philadelphia. Go play with James Harden again. Yeah. And let's yeah. see how that turns <laughs> yeah. out. I think you I know, heard Dallas too. Yeah. Oh, that's good yeah I'm sure Luca can't wait to play with you again teams he basically that- picked all the teams that like don't have money yeah really. uh, it was yeah. an interesting play but He's Kyrie Irving. They'll make max money. Of course, they'll, of course, They'll of clear course. the decks. Yeah. Um, and then it came out, Mark Stein said that Kyrie and LeBron have been talking pretty frequently. That was the report that he had that, of course, they were speaking about a reunion in Los Angeles. And then it came out today, Sham said that Kevin Durant would... I mean, this is pretty obvious to me because it had been reported... Again, there's a million reports out there in the span of four days. That's how bad the Nets yeah. organization is. That Kevin Durant has not been recruiting people to the Nets because for whatever reason, which I would imagine that he believes he's not going to be there. Um, And then it came out today, Sham saying that he would be unsure of his future if Kyrie left. I thought at the start of the week that this was kind of smoke and mirrors and it was just Kyrie trying to cause a bit of a ruse. I think they're both actually gone. I don't think that this is... Uh, yeah, I think they're out of And court. I think the Nets are actually pretty happy. The Nets have dumped all their first-round picks till 2027 onto Houston to get James Harden, a fat guy, for half a season. Does he still play for them? No, actually. Oh, yeah. okay. But they got Ben Simmons back. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. That worked out for them in the end. I mean, worth like six months of James Harden. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, what a great trade. Um, I think that... What I wanted to talk about, because I was thinking about this over the last couple of days, would it reflect back on the 2019 Nets. They had Russell Harris, Jared Allen, couple of Din- Jared Witt- Dudley, Jared Dudley, <laughs> a lot of Jared Dudley, <laughs> Lavert, <laughs> Dinwiddie. Um, I know I'm forgetting a couple other guys around the edges, but that team was what 43 wins. Kenny Atkinson went six games with Philly, I think. Mm-hmm. Off season they had shown enough confidence to get KD and Kyrie and if, fire Atkinson. and fire Kenny yeah, Atkinson and one. Deandre Jordan. I yeah. forgot to mention they signed him for four years, 40 yeah. Um because he was their best friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would you do it again? Because I still contend that yes, I would oh, do it 100%. again if I was them. Yeah. I agree. But where I draw the line is the fact that they were able to make every personnel decision was a comical idea that they thought turning over the keys to those two was going to get it done. Yeah. But yeah. they were like, we don't want Kenny Atkinson anymore. Okay. He's gone. We don't think Jared Allen should be here anymore. Let's keep Jared or uh, Deandre Jordan and get rid of Jared Allen. What a miss. Like, how do you well, let that happen?
2: Does, does Jared Allen like, does he play, like, Xbox? <laughs> yeah.
0: Is he, like, friends with us? Did yeah. he win a 2016 gold medal yeah. with us? Yeah. No. The, like, how yeah. do you let that happen? You're somebody who's been there and seen the development. You obviously know DeAndre Jordan's at the end of the line. I don't know how you're a GM and can, like, let that happen. I just don't get it. Or uh, what's what's his uh, name? Sean Marks. Sean Marks. Like, you're talking about him?
3: How he can let that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I knew something was fishy from the start when in their first off season, I think they were having like their interviews and stuff. And Kyrie was just like, well, like maybe one day I could be the coach. Yeah. Yeah. And like maybe one day I could be the GM. That's what he said with KD. That's that's what he said with KD. And that was just very odd and weird to me. And like Nash just got hired like, like three, four weeks ago. And you're kind of saying that, and that kind of stirred the pot up. But yeah, I totally agree how it is. KD we're talking about here. Right. And it's kind of tough to just be like, KD shut up. I'll I'll do my work and you do (laughs) your work. But as a GM, you still do need to kind of draw the line and have your own, like you are the GM, right? And if you're not comfortable making those decisions as a GM and you're going to have other people completely influence your decisions, then maybe you're not really cut out for that job. Right. You know, if I'm an owner, if I'm a vice president, whoever makes the decision on who the GM is, I think you got to sniff that out and see if your guy can handle these A-list star players and make sure. Sure, I, I'll take your idea and I'll think about it, but I'm not letting you, you know, I'm not. you're not making me give DeAndre Jordan $40 million. <laughs> you're not making me trade away Jared Allen and and Kiris Levert, who are really, really tremendous, good young players for for James Harden just because you guys kind of felt like it and I don't know if the fit's going to be good or anything I think I would do it again I do sign Kyrie I do sign Katie I think the, J, the James Harden thing was maybe over the top I think that was too much I think they killed it with that the the, the three-star players we know what kind of personalities they have I think it was just too much that was a huge risk because for cause, sure, because I like Katie and Kyrie with Karis Laver and Jared well, Allen, that was a thing. yeah, no and, depth. And, and and I forgot yeah. who other, uh, the other That's good.
0: Why they didn't win? 100%. That's why they didn't go anywhere in the playoffs this year. Yeah. And they, if Blake Griffin depth gave coaching, them, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. But depth in coaching exactly. If Blake Griffin gave them five good minutes, it was like a godsend. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they yeah. they didn't have anything on the bench, and you look at the state that they were in after when sean marks came in they were the biggest joke in the nba he was competent enough to get them to the point where they were attractive enough for kd and kyrie which if you had said that in 2015 you would have been laughed out of the room they were the biggest joke in the league traded the picks for it were tatum and brown turned it into a profitable franchise again and now they're going to be back in that same hole i i don't i I know you're saying sean marks like he's got to step up and to an extent Mm -hmm. i agree but i think it's an it's on him and it's on everybody equally it's not just on him i think that's an ownership problem letting these guys come in and do that it's on everybody else in that organization they pick the coach they pick the bench they pick everything they they messed it all up and now they're going to leave before they can even start to clean it up and if you're the nets like where do you even go now you don't have any picks you have Ben Simmons. <laughs> that's all you and have, that's, and that's why it's not worth it to to because these
3: guys can just be like Kate hey, Sia. Two years later, and uh-huh. you yeah. deal with the mess. I don't care. I'm uh-huh. gonna go sign with the Knicks. I'm uh-huh. gonna go sign with the Lakers. I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want. You deal with this mess, and that's why it's not worth it to to absolutely let these guys control everything. Agreed. I just I don't know how many more examples we need to see of star players trying to influence and trying to you know make these GM moves. Uh-huh. And when we see it, it's, it literally has never, ever worked. It just doesn't
2: work. Well, it depends on what you... Like, LeBron, that he's had a history of doing that. And at least you win championships, but... You go to the finals. Yeah, you, that's never made round three. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I want to distinct, like differentiate between Kyrie and KD because I think KD showed that he can be in a role where he doesn't have that type of ownership because that's kind of how it was with the Warriors. I don't think he was making really significant personnel decisions or or things like that obviously he had sway with within the organization but it wasn't the same i think this is a kyrie problem more than more so than a kd problem because he's been like this his whole career he demanded the trade from the Cavs. uh he you know in boston made sure he was you know had all, all sorts of say within the organization and uh so i mean KD, I think he he at the end of the day wants to win basketball games, and I think that's why he wanted to play with Kyrie. And I think he genuinely thought he, bringing these players in would help him win basketball games. Um, but I also think he's somebody that will also he he can he can take a backseat role when it comes to like making personnel decisions. Yeah. Whereas Kyrie, I mean, that's you that's a whole can of worms that you're opening when you sign a guy like Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and I don't think it's a can of worms that pays off very often. At least it hasn't so far in his career. Well, it
0: really says something to me that the only two teams that are, I mean, he can write down the Mavericks and the Sixers on his little piece of paper as much <laughs> as he wants. They're not interested in them. Yeah. The only two teams that are the Knicks and the Lakers are the two most desperate franchises in the pro sports. Yeah. Those two teams will do anything. And he has shown he's such a tantalizing player, but he has not shown anything in the last six years that suggests that he's a positive person you want on your basketball team him asking for a trade from the Cavaliers looking back on it is just straight up bizarre it makes no sense I you're coming off three straight trips to the finals and he just up and decided seemingly on a whim I have no interest in being here anymore because why like I I, and then Mm. not only that he wants to go be his own player he said but then he went and came with Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. It doesn't make any sense. The guy is an inconsistent person. No, he doesn't know what he wants.
3: Yeah, yeah. he does, doesn't know what he wants because he did leave Cleveland because he wanted to be the main guy. And, then and two years later, and, and two Kevin years Durant. later, he yeah he's coming back with his with his tail between his legs playing with KD.
2: Yeah, and can I say I think Ky- I think KD I, this has got to be I'm I'm sure he's feeling the heat from watching his old teammates win a championship and him being looking around and saying like what situation am I in and yeah. all these guys. Guys I was with two years ago are winning champ are winning a championship and celebrating and drinking champagne and having a parade. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, he he is somebody. He said it himself. He cares a lot about basketball, and he everything else that he does. I think is with the goal of winning championships and winning basketball games and being good at basketball. Whereas Kyrie, I think he's got, you know, he's got... He could retire tomorrow and
0: it wouldn't shock anybody. It wouldn't
2: shock anybody. He's got other stuff he cares about. He's got, you know, stuff over here, stuff over there. So he's just somebody that's a lot harder to kind of account for and predict in general. Can I just say, I don't know what
3: you guys think about this, but um, I I know the Lakers are desperate and everything, and I've heard this stuff with, with Kyrie going to the Lakers. I don't know if he's, you know, willing to take six mil, but I personally feel like it would be a little bit weak of LeBron to just kind of let, you know, Kyrie have the easy way out, come to the Lakers, you know, it's kind of chill. I mean, I don't know, man, I still think it was pretty like dirty with with Kyrie just leaving LeBron out to dry there and demanding the trade and leaving I, I don't know how, how good their relationship could still be. I mean, I I
0: know the Lakers are desperate, but it's just this, to me. If the to me, this is the best case scenario for the both of them. I do I know, think he's going to the Lakers. And I think he is oh, going to take the $6 million, And I it because, I think he
3: could cause more problems, though. And it's just I twice agree. now for
0: LeBron that he's making that same mistake. The reason Not I even, think it makes sense for both of them is Kyrie has shown he doesn't care about money. He left $20 million on the table the last year for what i'm saying is he's shown he was willing to take less money it's not about that for him i could see him taking six million and the reason why it would work out for him is he sort of thinks to himself i guess now i i don't know what he thinks but i'm just theorizing (laughs) i mean who knows what's in his head but i'm just theorizing that he might think my only real pinpoint of success is with lebron i left him high and dry I owe it to him to help him get out of this mess. I think that that's maybe what he's thinking by reaching out to him. And I think LeBron's at a point where he has no life raft. And this is like literally like a pool noodle that's being thrown out to him as he drowns. And he's just going to try to take the pool noodle back to shore. Like it's not very reliable, but but it's better than drowning. It's better than drowning. Yeah. And if he can leave the Lakers next year, which I think he will do, and say, I brought you guys AD and Kyrie. You can't be mad at me for leaving. I'm yeah, leaving you with two good players in a championship. Exactly. I think it makes sense for both parties.
2: Yeah, I would just say... I know we, we mentioned LeBron is like a stand-in for the organization, but Rob polinka has got a... Like take, he's got to take the wheel here, and he's got to think long and hard about how he wants his team to be managed for the next few years. Because if he signs Kyrie to some a large contract over many years, I think I don't even know if that's possible with their cap situation. I doubt it. But I mean, he's somebody that uh, he's got to at some point take some ownership and some accountability here because his team, uh, the last, all the last most recent moves they've made, you can call it LeBron, but he's the one who has to make the phone calls and sign the sign the contracts and sign the papers. So he needs to. Uh, look in the mirror and decide what he wants his team to look like
0: that's where i think he has to do it because if he knows what a mess he's made and if this doesn't i mean he might as well do it because he's going to get fired if it doesn't work out anyway he's not going to be there to clean up the mess if it doesn't work so might as well just swing uh as far as the kevin durant stuff goes though i don't know really where i could see him actually going in a trade he has multiple years left on his deal i don't think there's an opt-out I mean I'm going to have to sit down and look at it. Maybe that's homework for next podcast. Yeah. Taking a look it's at like that because situation. uh yeah, there off the top of my head I don't know where a team yeah, would I don't. be KD in like Dallas. Because you'd think it would take so much to get him. I mean that does make a lot of sense, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll have know. to sit down and do some homework, figure that out. Um we talked about the Pistons getting Jeremy Grant or blazers doing that uh charlotte reportedly has serious interest in russell westbrook according to kevin o'connor uh the move is basically less about westbrook and more about charlotte needs to clear money because they want to keep miles bridges but they are so up against the cap and they don't want to go into luxury they're paying gordon hayward 30 million dollars for the next two years they're paying terry rosier 23 for the next four so Westbrook one year at 47 is... Um, Cheaper than yeah. having Rogier and Hayward. Long-term yeah. one. So any kind of swap there. As weird as this sounds, I'm not totally sure that I would sign up for that if I was the Lakers, to be honest. I would rather just have the expiring and yeah, let it roll.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Especially if you get Kyrie, you can just kind of yeah keep our uh, boy Westbrook <laughs> on the
0: bench there. Yeah, <laughs> Give, him, give him the John Wall. Give him the John Wall. A lot of, <laughs>
3: yeah. A lot of DNPs. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't like that really. If I'm Charlotte too, because I, I get it's like a, a cap thing. But um, I feel like Westbrook would cause some problems with Lamelo Ball, and you know maybe it would hinder Ball a little bit. You know Westbrook's got a big ego. I feel I feel like that'd be kind of weird, weird, weird backcourt. So yeah.
0: I wonder if it would be purposes of buyout. Do you think that would maybe happen? Interesting. I don't know Very that expensive. MJ is totally willing to swallow the money, but yeah, yeah, yeah maybe
2: mean, even put him in a in a wall. Situation, like it kind of makes sense. It's a similar team to Houston. A lot of young guys that need a lot of minutes and reps, and um, an older guy that's not really kind of on the timeline, uh, same timeline as your as the rest of your team. So I, I could see them stashing them too.
0: I want to go on the record and I think John Wall has something left. I really do. I've been on. Uh, the record No, I'm sometimes. not even joking. I yeah. think he does. <laughs> like it started <laughs> as a joke on this podcast, but I actually so I love John Wall. Like put John Wall on a team that needs a point guard, and I actually think he could make yeah, a difference. I agree. Like, I, I agree with you guys. I, like you said, I,
3: it was like, like a bit of a joke, but I just miss John Wall play. Too. Like, I, I just want to see him play. Yeah. I, I miss him, and, and I think he does have something left. Well, people yeah.
0: forget he's a great passer. I mean, that's yeah. he. Think about how much money he made Cortot uh-huh. and, and uh, Ariza.
3: Yeah. What's uh-huh. the difference between him and Shaden Sharp? it's just you take out you take out the knees you take out the bad knees and they're the same player the same player i love it i I love
0: it i also love cleveland taking evan mobley's brother nice keep the big man happy (laughs) if you couldn't tell this pod is live during the draft (laughs) knock it down um last basketball thing pj tucker declined a seven million dollar option which is actually kind of like when you see that happen in live time you're like that's weird P.J. Tucker for 7 mil seems like a good deal for P.J. Tucker. Yeah. And then you give it 10 minutes and you realize, huh, it's kind of the Al Horford situation here where you opt out of 30 because four years, 120 is waiting for you. And then the word comes out the next day, Philadelphia's has readied their three-year $33 million oh offer for P.J. Tucker. Holy... That is divine. Uh, wow. James Harden is r- taking the keys to the car and driving the Sixers bus. <laughs> it's
3: unbelievable to me. Um, Dead. I, uh, his I arms preg- might
0: fall off his body. If yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then the funny
3: thing is, is that he will be. Like their third most implor- important important <laughs> player come playoff time.
0: I show everybody out the way for PJ. <laughs> for <From> the corner. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm blanking on what their GM's name is. Uh, um, Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey. Yeah, Daryl Morey. I, I think it's hilarious how um he's just making the like Phil and I were talking about it. He's literally making like the 2018 Houston Rockets,
0: <laughs> which he also created. Eric Gordon's very yeah. available too. Oh, he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Very
3: very very available. I would trade Maxie for Gordon, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, seems like a good. Good deal for Daryl. Uh-huh. So um, Ariza yeah. <laughs> is available. Ariza is available. He's going to be on too. the free agent market. Very available. <laughs> Um, so let's just get the band back
0: together <laughs> you're gonna have to scroll, scroll down, so down a well. bit to find him but he's on the free agent market <laughs> yeah <laughs> Westbrook's available too actually ooh ooh so, yeah. John Wall could be available I don't know, just, you know after yeah. his time now but. we're just making hooligans yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of other 18 Rockets call up the uh-huh. see what he's doing Chris Paul for the right price ooh. a little Embiid uh, for Chris Paul straight if up. Sarver could save money he's in <laughs> <laughs> you throw him uh, George Niang one, one for one he's down uh, and NFL, going to talk some football. It's quiet in the football market. I'm really looking forward to our previews, though. It's something I actually have, like... I really enjoyed doing it last year. It made me like really feel prepared for the season. So the fact that we're going to be able to do that again, July 7th, I'm really looking forward to that. So banging that drum. But in the meantime, Rob Gronkowski retired. I say it's quiet, but this is actually an interesting story. Um, obviously his second retirement, he retired back in 2019, didn't play the whole season, came out in 2020 to play for the Bucks. The guy, his resume speaks for itself. He's the greatest tight end of all time. Let's Maybe go. the most dominating receiver. I've ever seen in a one-year period, not over a sustained amount of time. Obviously, he was always injured. But the guy's resume, he's a a first ballot Hall of Famer, first day. Um, Now, the story that's coming out is his agent said that if Tom gave him a call, he would probably come back. So I don't want to give (laughs) the guy a eulogy just yet. But uh, if this is it, I want to say that that guy was an absolute freak for a couple years, and I'm sure Owen was bigger fan than me. Oh,
2: I love Gronk. He was I, the first football game, first NFL game I ever watched. I saw Gronk play and I was like, I love this guy. I saw him almost catch a Hail Mary in the end zone. And I was like, this oh, is like my Super favorite Bowl. player. Yeah. Uh huh. In Indianapolis. Yeah, exactly. So I love Gronk. I agree with you. I think he's the greatest tight end of all time. I think he's like a, when people talk about Kittle and how good Kittle is, like on the, uh, you know, blocking at the line of scrimmage and then r- running routes, I think Gronk in his prime was just an upgraded Kittle. Like he was yeah. just as good uh, at the line of scrimmage and he was even more, an even more dominant route runner and, 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 uh, after the catch too. So it'll be sad to see him go. He's one of the, also one of the greatest football personalities that we've had in our lifetimes. Absolutely. I think without a doubt. Yeah, he's one of the biggest football guys I've ever
3: seen. Yeah. Um, grace, grace the earth. Uh, yeah, like there was just a couple years there where, like, it was just like a cheat code. It just kind of felt unfair uh-huh. that like Gronk could could be this good, um, and like Phil said, he was just so dominant. Um, and uh, yeah, just just automatic with with how he played the game, um, and and was was honestly a pleasure to watch. Um, you know, one of the one of the greatest tight ends of all time. So um yeah kind i mean personally for me just like made the tight end position like i don't know like showed me how how important the tight end position was i think kind of the first guy like hey tight end is like super key and you know if you can get a really 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 good tight end like it it can make a huge difference for your team um so uh yeah that's
0: kind of almost reinvented the position itself because beforehand it was either like you were a blocking type or a receiving type he did both exactly Mm -hmm. at such a high level i think he, like, he's he's only 33, which is, I, I would have guessed he's a lot older. Same. He just turned 33. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he took so many hits, hair. yeah, exactly, over the course of time yeah. that you would think well, he's so touch much touch. older. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he moves very well anymore. And even, I mean, he was able to play last season, and he was pretty good for certain stretches. But you kind of had to, It towards the end, the last five or six years, it was like the Patriots and the Bucks both had to kind of keep him sort of hidden away until Thanksgiving and then they mm-hmm. could actually use him again, which I remember I took him very high in fantasy one year and he <laughs> played like three games. <laughs> um but no the guy I'm trying to recall if he had like a most famous touchdown or anything. I don't really think he did. Oh. I guess that that fourth and ten in the in the AFC championship game they lost in Denver, which was maybe Brady's best throw ever. But that was probably
2: more I, of the, a Brady well, throw
0: than a Gronk catch.
2: Are you talking about the Super Bowl against the which one are you talking about? I'm just. Uh, it was the AFC championship, oh, AFC championship. game in '16. I mean, he won them, kind of won them the Super Bowl in 2019 with that catch against the Rams. Up yeah, the seam. that's true. That was probably the most important catch of the game. That was such a sleepy game; it just yeah. doesn't stick out to me. Yeah, that's fair as well. But he's know. also had some just great catches and runs, like where he, there's there's that one where he caught it on the sideline. I don't remember who it was against, but he like shed like four tackles.
0: Yeah. yeah well he's I mean he's probably done a few he times. had some great highlights over the years for sure I think that was yeah. against Washington yeah. Um, but yeah Alvin Kamara rumored to get a six game suspension we'll probably talk about this again on the next show because it just came out this evening and I don't probably want to talk about it until it's actually official but it is notable so I'll just throw it out there we'll probably bring it back next show Didn't want to have to talk about this, but Chase Claypool was talking. He went on (laughs) I Am Athlete, and he said, quote, I know for a fact I'm not like the rest of the guys in the NFL. I know I'm a top-five receiver. I know I'm a top-three receiver in the NFL. That was his full quote. I actually like Chase Claypool as a football player more than most. I think I could name 50 receivers I'd rather have.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Than Chase Claypool?
0: Yeah. I think I could get to 40 or 50. Yeah. That's fair, just given, like,
3: I mean, his personality is is tough. Like, that's, yeah. uh, like his, it's a it's a huge negative, and like his social media stuff. So, um, he's a really good football player. Like, all yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, like besides you know hogging the ball when um you know We're when you're celebrating when you're trying to do the two minute drill.
0: <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Chase Claypool. <laughs> like, like it's again, it's not much you could say. It's just like can we just go one day without yeah. you being in the headlines for non-football things the
2: fact he hasn't like started a podcast uh, on like the volume network yet is yeah. obs- is it is just crazy to whoa me.
0: i'm trying to get on the volume with this show dude <laughs> 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 you
2: do. collab with dream yeah oh that'd be sick
0: yeah no it's uh the guy's got no shortage of things to say. Lastly, in NFL, uh, uh, Pat the Patriot coming back for the Patriots next season. Mm. The red uniform. I saw Brady posted like an angry gif about it or whatever. Um, this is the Patriots look. This is their best jersey. This yeah. is their best helmet. This is their best logo. Far. The Brady look should be left in the Brady era. Just throw it away and wear these eight times. That's how I feel. Exactly. Pat the Patriot. He looks really intimidating in that too. Like yeah. he, looks, he looks
3: rough. He looks he's playing he looks, center. Yeah, he's playing center. He looks like he wants to eat you alive. So um, it, it, it's a really good look. Um, and they're, they're not making this their full-time yet, like you said. No, it's no. just a couple times. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, they probably should have just thrown the uh, – when Brady left, they should have probably just thrown that one in the bin. But, um, but, yeah, I love it. I've been a big fan of this uh, – with the NFL, you know, changing the, uh, helmet rule where, you know, you can wear a different one now. Um, and now we're getting back a lot of really good jerseys. So, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun season for sure. I,
2: I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the best. Like we've all, we've had done like Jersey and helmet drafts. Like I think we're all in agreement. It's like probably it's the nicest. Yeah. It's up there for sure. So yeah, I would, I would like use it more than just a couple of times. Yeah. No, yeah. it
0: needs to come out the closet more yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. hockey quickly. Avalanche are up 3-1 in the series game 5 tonight. Great game 4. I actually... That was probably the most I've enjoyed a Stanley Cup Finals game in like 10 years. That was awesome. Great hockey game. These two teams really trading punches. I hope it keeps going, but I really feel like Colorado's gave Tampa Bay the death blow by going up 3-1. I don't see any way they lose three in a row, and I think they're going to close this thing out tonight. So, what do you think?
3: Well, I was talking to you earlier, and it's crazy to me that Colorado's lost three games, all playoffs. It's just like, that's just crazy. Um, that's almost like, I don't know if it was 2013 for the Kings or I remember the Kings were just like sweeping everybody and they ended up losing like maybe like two or three games. Um, and as much as I like Tampa, um, Colorado's not losing three straight. I don't care what happens. So, um, I don't care if they have to go to game seven, but they're, they're not losing three games. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. You you were kind of saying that Tampa did look tired, and I think it's just it's it's a little Whoa. too much for them. It's yeah. just all these like finals after finals, and you know playing some some tough teams. So um, I know there was some controversy there towards the end about the uh, too about men. the extra attacker there, and the, and the uh, yeah, too many men i don't think it's a big deal there uh, ryan mcdonough actually said and i totally agreed with him it, that that play happens all the time in hockey i know there's like a specific rule that he has to be within i think like five feet of when you make the change but he was coming off i don't i don't think it impacted the play too too much um i know some people feel to type away about it but you know it, it is what it is
0: yeah i think that these finals are really starting to show for tampa the obviously three in a row now and then it goes to overtime and Colorado completely kicked their teeth in in the overtime it just there's something about the hockey when you've been you know how to win in hockey games like Tampa Bay continually putting themselves in positions to win is incredible to watch Vasilevsky is the greatest goalie I've ever seen in my life maybe with the exception of a couple years of Lundquist that's he is unbelievable um, so I really like Tampa Bay, and I give them a lot of credit for sticking around. But it's going to be tough to uh, climb the mountain now. So congratulations to Colorado on that win. And uh, other stuff, kind of a sad week. A couple passings, Caleb Swanigan, who we're obviously very uh, fond of and watched a lot of him in the tournament. A couple Ravens guys as well. The Goose, was a legend. I remember him on the sidelines, Jalen Ferguson. Not much you could really say, but just... Tough week, prayers to those guys, and Caleb Swanigan is a favorite of everybody on this show. Yeah, yeah, huge.
3: Yeah, like you said, just remembered watching him on the... uh, On Purdue, the Boilermakers. On Purdue, with, uh, yeah, that March Madness, and uh, just just super unfortunate to see a guy, like, you know, go... Yeah, 25. 25,
2: yeah. Yeah, people forget, he was, like, one of the most dominant college players of that, like, little stretch there. I think he won National Player of the Year, I'm pretty sure maybe mm-hmm. i'm wrong mm-hmm. yeah i think he did but yeah he was dominant he was like a throwback
0: no he was he, fun it's fun to track his career after that you sort of gain a soft spot for the guy mm-hmm. so yeah. it was really sad to see that um couple segments we got to do and then we'll get out of here I had two this week. Mm-hmm. I got a power rankings and I got an old school bozo of the week. Cause I got my Me dander too. up. Oh, Oh, what do you have?
2: I have a genius and a bozo. Oh, oh look Go. at that. We'll yeah. throw back. I've got unwritten rules. Oh, I love cool. that. That's an Owen special. That's I've an Owen special. I
0: had to yeah, try it out. I've it's gotten fair. power rankings like eight weeks in a row. Power rankings is too fun. But I, so I can't fun. stop. I can't stop. Do you, do we, how do we want to split this up? We got five.
2: Okay, so my first bozo, I guess my only bozo, my bozo. Let's go, let's go, that's the way. Is the Commanders, because wow, this is like, really? Yeah, because they were, they're not often here. No, No. because they're, it's like, it sounds like they were just like, more and more is coming out as they're being investigated, as Dan Snyder specifically is being investigated. And he like ran that place like a mob boss, like it was Sopranos. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but it's a football team. It's a football team. So the newest report is that Dan Snyder launched a, quote, shadow investigation to distract from the probe. So you might be asking, what's a sh- what's a sh- what's a shadow investigation, right? It sounds like you know something you'd see in like Mission Impossible. Yeah. Uh, he hired. So first of all, he hired private investigators to track down all the sources for the Washington Post that were that were like basically sources the leaks, the leaks, essentially. Yes, and to uh, find dirt on them and like their families and their personal lives to basically discredit them. He also here's what, what the article says. Um, it says. He abused the subpoena power of federal courts to obtain private emails, call logs, and communications in an effort to uncover the sources of the Washington Post's exposés, undermine their credibility, and impugn their motives. So, like, wow. <laughs> I mean, as in addition to running, like, a terrible football team, like, this guy does not care about, like, anything. He's just, like, will go to any length uh, to find dirt on these people and just, like, uh, I guess clear his name that's you know all there is to it
0: i don't think it's he can impressive. clear his name i, think I don't think this over. is helping either no yeah. i think this hurts. a little backfire maybe yeah um a definite bozo watching this go down is uh pretty crazy and then you got roger up there getting get
2: under oath yeah. i mean the 30 for 30 is gonna be insane yeah it might it's be, be crazy like, like, we
0: need a double feature it might need like be like tragic too <laughs> um yeah. so i don't want to hype it up too much but uh wow this is uh quite something yeah i'm going a little lighter because my bozo of the week is uh clint frazier i'm not sure if oh, you I saw did this, this story I did. but uh he's a baseball player for the cubs the iowa cubs actually he's designated for assignment he's not caught on you remember him from the yankees at all oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah. pirates too no i think just yankees
3: no, no, he played for the Pirates. That was like Did the Pirates he? just trying to, I don't know what
0: the hell they were doing trading for him. <laughs> like but. on a loan, like Yeah, soccer. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, he's 27. He's been in the majors for a while, as you could probably tell. Now he's down in A. He hasn't caught on with the Cubs. He went got sent down, and he decided when he got sent down, he wants to be called Jackson Frazier. He's no longer Clint Frazier, and they were asking him why that is. It's his middle name. He says his family calls him Jackson, and... Uh, that's just it. No more Clint. Now he's Jackson Frazier. Now, my problem with this is if you're going to do this, you got to do it right away. You got to yeah. do it right away. Everyone, this is why I don't like Giancarlo Stanton. His real name is Mike. He's from mm-hmm. Los Angeles. He <laughs> went by the name Mike Stanton for two years and then decided, no, I'm actually Giancarlo Stanton, which I think was his original name. So I I understand it. Like there is a reason behind it, but you got to You can't switch up on me halfway. You got to commit fully. I'm out on this move. I really don't like it.
2: Yeah, sorry, I was I just gotta correct. It was Adam Fraser that played for the Pirates. I just gotta get on the record there. But no, I agree. It's like it's like when you're uh you kind of like start a relationship with like a small little eye and it gets it keeps going, keeps going until it gets to the point where it's like it's so awkward to just like come clean now yeah. I can't like yeah. I'm in too deep yeah <laughs> you know like I'm sure we've all been in that situation where it's like you get to a point it's like you you would have you, you should have told the person this like years long, ago. Long ago so now you're just you're on hanging on for dear life you're just in for the in hands in for the ride you know what I mean oh, yeah. I totally sympathize
3: yeah honestly it, it is pretty weird and you can you can change your name but People are just gonna call you that. Like, I'm not gonna make the effort to start calling you Jackson. Yeah. Like, I've just it's stuck now that you're Clint. Yeah. Um, and And
0: Jackson's a better name than Clint. Like, uh, I kind of mess with Clint. You like? You
2: kind of mess with
3: Clint. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you got like you said, you got to do this as soon as as soon as you can. Like, if you had a sense that you might like you might be messing with Jackson more. (laughs) Be like, and then it, yeah. if you're
0: gonna do it, you gotta do a rookie season. You gotta yeah, be like, right. you like, don't like, don't call me this yet. Like, I haven't
2: decided. <laughs> <laughs> call yeah, me just, that's what call Mike him. Frazier. <laughs> that's what Mike did. This is what I'm saying. It's like once you get to your two, year three, or four, it becomes way harder. Yes. And like, I was reading, and like, apparently his teammates have been calling him Jackson for like years. Like, it's teammates, family, organization. It's so just he hadn't come clean to the media. Or yet. here's another out for him. Right when you get traded to the Cubs.
0: Say, There's I'm doing your a rebrand. I'm actually Jackson yeah, yeah. Frazier. There's your, you can't drop do it the new halfway. Name. I'm yeah. A, yeah, new name drop. <laughs> like Tyler Hero's second child. Congratulations, Tyler. Yes. Dude. Yes, another yes. kid coming to the Hero Katya family. So excited. Um, <laughs> Alex, what do you have this week?
3: Um, so I had an unwritten rules segment, um, and I've got three here. Let's um, go. And this was kind of NBA draft related. Um, so my first unwritten rule is um, just player comparisons. I just think we got to stop with that. Like, yeah, like there's literally no point in doing it. I don't know why we're trying so hard with these player comparisons because they literally never pan out, and you're not making <laughs> anyone feel better about their pick. You didn't
0: like Kendrick Perkins and Chet Holmgren was Giannis,
3: you didn't <sighs> like that one. That was that was horrible. <laughs> said that. They, had a, they had a guy, was it Keegan oh, Murray? They were comparing to Pascal, they yeah. had another guy comparing to OG. Like, there's just it, just stop with it. Um, I I don't know why we keep doing it. I just rather get some different type of analysis. I don't know what, but I know I don't want player comparisons because it's just silly. I
2: fully agree. Yeah, and they're doing it for like in like late first round, early second round picks too, where it's like it almost feels insulting because we know you're not going to be Pascal Siakam at the 29th yeah. pick. Yeah, like yeah. you're coming out of like like, North North Jackson State. Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we could just... You do it for, like, the top three guys. Maybe yeah. tone it down. Like, we don't need Giannis in there. But, like, pick, like, 30, like... Just, like, skip
0: that. Yeah, we just saw a guy go, go mid-second round, and they're like, look out, he's looking a lot like Desmond Bain. <laughs> it's like, if he was looking like Desmond Bain, he would have been going in the 10s, bro. Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: He would have been going in the 5s. Yeah. Oh. Exactly, exactly. I don't think anyone's letting Desmond Bain
0: slide to the 53rd pick. Like um, I was saying, one of my favorite things, I mentioned this earlier, not on the podcast, but go back and watch old drafts. There's a YouTube account that does, like, five years later, clips all the player comparisons for the that they made on draft night and it is awesome oh yeah andrew wiggins is looking like tracy mcgrady and (laughs) and paul pierce to jalen rose in 2014 um
3: my my second unwritten rule is to everybody stop saying when the guy gets drafted that he's an athlete yeah like he's 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 a professional sports player (laughs) yeah i'm i i'd like to think he's an athlete (laughs) because it's it's the easy way out when like the guys don't know what to say about the player or they haven't done their homework on the guy. They say, Well, he's a really good athlete. Uh-huh. Yeah. What the hell does that mean, dude? I'm not coming to you to tell me that he's an athlete. Like yeah. I know that. Just stop saying it. It's poor poor analysis.
2: Yeah, and I don't need I don't need like point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Like say like he's a forward or guard yeah. or like he's a yeah. big like yeah. some sites will use that. So like you can get more specific. Like it's not it's you're not helping anybody.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. No, I, agree, I fully so. agree.
2: That's Put it in it. basketball terms. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah.
3: Exactly. Exactly, um, and uh, my last unwritten rule here is please stop showing. They were doing this for the lottery guys. Um, stop showing the guy on the phone before the pick is made. Thank you. Why are we doing yeah. that? I'm doing
0: God's work right now. Yeah, oh my god!
3: Oh my god! Like <laughs> seriously, like I think most like ninety-five percent of people can clue in that hey that might actually be the team calling the guy before the pick Um, (laughs) it's not his grandma yeah exactly it's not his grandma they did it with like you know Jabari Smith and they did it with some other guys too Um, you know I, I just think it's so silly, like like try and build some suspense. You already yeah. got like you can't even go near Twitter during yes. draft day because you got Woj and Sham spoiling uh-huh. everything. So like I, we like to you know kind of put our phones away and, and not really well. see who's getting, well. <laughs> <laughs> who's getting picked. Well,
0: we did that for like the first eight. And yeah, we all did of that sudden, for the first eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess and then and then we got some we're were wannabe <laughs> Sheffers exactly. in the room. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm worried about who the Spurs are going to take. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't pick for two. Oh, they're actually taking the Notre Dame guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, two oh, picks from now. Yeah,
0: but but yeah, we can leave the camera. Work, don't don't show me the guy on the phone i agree i yeah. fully agree yeah. three for three i yeah. liked how the nfl draft did it a few years ago where they just completely banned it And the nfl the draft does a better job because they don't leak the picks before they're happening you know yeah that's what it needs yeah to i be. don't
3: know a lot of people like I, i've been saying on the pod or like hate the nfl oh, the nfl no fun league this that but like we're all like when you look at it all around like oh, it's the it's best, a best
2: machine yeah well-oiled it's machine they do a pretty good best. job
0: it's a reason why this podcast likes football the most even though we spent two, half, an hour and a half talking to boobs today. But anyway,
2: what would you have for Genius of the Week? Um, my Genius of the Week is uh, the Ohio State. Mm. Yeah, so we actually were talking about this earlier, um, but Ohio State, the university, just uh, they finally got, They I guess a little while ago they filed a trademark um, or submitted an application to trademark the word the, T-H-E, in reference to any time uh, people say the Ohio State, it's now trademarked like that word name. so if you're gonna include it on like a shirt or a hoodie or a pair of pants or a a, a poster you now you, you know, gotta go through them. you gotta go through them exactly so i just thought it was sick like to i, I was thinking of like some other teams that could like kind of you know trademark like regular words that have to do with their with their teams i was thinking like maybe like the commanders could trademark like scissors or something like yeah, that. Like yeah, something yeah, yeah. mundane, you know, that has to do with your team. Benches. Bench, <laughs> yeah. Broken benches. Yeah, something like that. So uh, I think it's a genius move. Like, you know, that's a pretty big word. What so, if here's your bases.
0: you want to get LeBron? I remember a few months ago we had the bron situation oh, yeah. with Brawny. <laughs> so you know you have to get Brawny if you want to get LeBron. Uh-huh. What if your first move, it's not tampering, is you just trademark everything like wow. father-son, father-and-son, uh-huh. uh-huh. basketball-dad. <laughs> yeah. um, you just trademark it uh-huh. all. The king and prince. <laughs> yeah, king and prince, exactly. Yes. And then you sort of slide it to Rich Paul and you're like, uh-huh. look at this. You yeah. want to use any of this? You yeah. got to come to the Get magic. all the domains. Yeah. yeah, lebron.com. I bet that one's available. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, yeah. the is like up there in like word value. I think it's, like, it's, like, yeah. I think it's the number one You use that word, word every like it right now. third, fourth, yeah. It's yeah. like the third, fourth word every time. I yeah. said, it, I unknowingly used it right there. Exactly. exactly mm-hmm. And so did I. Yeah. So uh, really good, really good. If you're going to trademark a word, it's
0: probably the
2: one. Probably That's the one, yeah. the
3: one you want to use. Exactly. I just used it again. <laughs> if you didn't
0: tell. Um, my, my segment we got is power rankings. Last month, I went to see Shohei Ohtani. I saw his first career Grand Slam. He had two home runs. It was one of the most breathtaking things I think I've ever seen in my life. Rarely do I get wowed at a sporting event, but that was an all-timer. And then this week... I'm sure most people saw it, but on Tuesday night, he had eight RBI. He had two home runs again. He became the first player since they started recording RBI as a stat in 1920 to have eight RBI, but his team never lead in the game. Oh my God. Then the next night, he took the mound <laughs> oh and he had eight innings, one walk, two hits allowed, 13 strikeouts. Career high. Career high strikeouts. Eight. W- Did uh, they lose? Uh, no, they won. Okay, there oh go. But they, they lost the game. He had eight <laughs> RBI. Um... The only one other person in the history of baseball had games of eight RBI and then 10 strikeouts ever one other person, nobody with nobody with eight and 12. So he he did and he did in back to back nights. So it was easy work. Wow. the guy is the best athlete in the world, (laughs) not named McDavid. There's a stipulation I'm going to put on that, but he is absolutely one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen. So I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about how he's being wasted on the Angels. And then I was thinking about how he is probably the best player I've ever seen carry a bad team. Like just like depressing on a bad team. So then I thought, let me power rank the seven people. Oh, I like this. That yeah, are yeah, the yeah. best players I've yeah. seen on the most trash teams. Yeah, because
3: I have some yeah in mind.
0: Yeah. Yes, and it's hard because in basketball, you, I was doing research. And in basketball, like if you're good, your team's not bad. Like it doesn't happen. Yeah. So the only basketball one I could think of, and I have it at number seven, is I got Kevin Love on the T-Wolves at number seven. Because people forget how nasty Kevin Love was back in the day. <laughs> but the T-Wolves were so ass that he was literally <laughs> just a one-man band. Remember he had like 51 straight games with a double-double? He was unbelievable. Like the second option was like Corey Brewer. Yeah. yeah. And then LeBron got him and he was like, go stand in the corner and shoot. Yeah. And Kevin Love was a great player. He was yeah. a rebounder, outlet great passer. rebounder. He, that brilliant. was his strength and LeBron made him freaking Ryan Anderson bro I'll never <laughs> forgive him for that
3: OG Kevin Love like Tubby forget. Kevin Love Tubby Kevin Buzz Love Buzzcut Kevin Love <laughs> yes. Buzzcut Kevin Love uh-huh. freaking uh, shorts to my shins <laughs> Kevin Love <laughs> Was like he was, awesome. a, he was a specimen. Yeah. Yes. like this guy was would just wreck you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So no. he he was great.
0: No, yeah. tremendous. Good one. Good tremendous. Take. I have him at seven. Number six, only hockey one I have on the list, and it is mainly for the people in this room. I got a Ginla on the Flames on this list, mm-hmm. mainly. I mean, I know they made the finals once, and that's hard because when I was are you doing talking this about that list, year
3: specifically, or no,
0: any like years after that mainly. Yeah, okay. Like you kind of just got to give him like a little like. Over the overarching course of the time were they struggling on a bad team and he definitely was carrying a pretty garbage team all the time. Which years would you say was that? Like Like 2006 to 2010. I think they made the playoffs maybe once and got swept and he was like all they had. Yeah, Ginlo was just so
3: nasty for like 10 years He was just yeah. such he was like a top 10 player for like all 10 years um the only the only other guy like obviously kippersoff was yeah, really I really was good to say yeah but um you could you could throw him in there with with both of them just carrying the flames and yeah like like the flames never um like when you, th- it's it's really just a Gendlin Kiprasov, and not a really another mind,
0: uh, another player comes to mind. Yeah, Like, I'm not putting they like, didn't enough. No, like, well he was good know. for a while, but, but yeah. Anyway, that was too deep on hockey talk. What well, we're gonna, we're gonna regress back? Number five, another hard one, hard to get quarterbacks because usually they'll make your team good. But I got Andrew Luck on the Colts oh, solely oh, yeah. because Great, the Colts choice. were freaking oh, garbage, <laughs> and put nothing around them. Um, oh. But he would take him to the playoffs like year in year out, but they would never go anywhere. I mean. The guy had to retire at, like, 28, but he absolutely was one of those guys on a garbage team that just carried them. And just with all the injuries he was dealing with, too, uh-huh. just to, like, get these guys back to the playoffs is...
3: That's what I'm under like saying. Like, some people just underestimate, like, how hard it is to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, let alone a, a final of anything. And and this guy just manned them
2: and just dragged them every year. It was, yeah. it was honestly crazy. Yeah, it was. And this is, like, the worst on the list, too, because of what you said, the retirement. Like, they could they literally had like third string linemen yeah. blocking for him. And they're actually good now. Like if he Oh immediately after. Yeah. Like the it year it, after. They figured it out
1: literally the year after.
2: Like, Jacoby, like, come in.
0: Yeah. You're not getting sacked like all year. No. Like, don't worry. We got Quentin Nelson now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's depressing that he never got that real yeah real great run to the Super Bowl or anything. So he was a great quarterback. Yeah. Number four, I got Felix Hernandez on the Mariners. Oh, that great, great, yeah. great. That guy was getting absolutely oh wasted for years. Oh, my goodness. And I don't have to draw him on this <laughs> I list. I would have had to so draw him. Good. But Felix Hernandez OG. was an absolute stud for oh year and year and year. Oh and then my goodness, the Mariners never even
2: scratched
0: the surface
3: yeah. of being good. You know what the most help Felix Hernandez got in those years was the people in, in the fans putting the K's on, on, on the, the, the with the, with the with crowns the on them, with the crowns and on And you them. put them down. That was the most help he got Golly, in, in that freaking stadium.
2: I from used I a Felix jersey when I went to, when he played. I love that thing. It's like I, a size small.
0: I think I saw his last ever game for the Mariners. He Golly. was really bad his last year, and he came out the bullpen, and they still had that yellow section when he yes. came in. But it was just kind of yes. sad because it was the first – I think the Mariners finished like 90 and 72, but they didn't make the playoffs. And it was like the first time they were ever good, and he was so bad at that point yeah. in his career, yeah. which is like depressing because he literally was like – propelling them to fourth place uh-huh. for, like, six years straight. Yeah. So you got to give him some I, props. And
2: also, he won a Cy Young, I think, like, mid-2000s. I'm not sure the exact year. But he 2010s. won it. 2010s. 2010s, right? And he, uh, he, won it, he won the Cy Young having won, like, six games or, like, seven games. Like, oh, a f- lot of people, that was, like, a big year because usually – Prior to that point, this was like early Sabermetrics era. You had to have a lot of wins as a pitcher to to, to win yeah. this Cy Young. And he just didn't have that because he had no offense. But so people were like, learned. he's got like a 1.9 ERA. Like... <laughs> Like his whip's like zero. Like, is what he gonna we, win it? Yeah, and He's they're like three no hitters. Johan Santana had 15 wins, like four <laughs> yard and it was like a touch and go type thing. He did win it, which is good, but uh, you know, man, he, he had, had to, he years. Had to f- scratch and claw to get that get number that three.
0: I got Mike Trout on the Angels. Yeah. This one's less, it's still going on. Now he's got one guy to help, which Uh the guy does as much help as literally anybody I've ever seen and will do in the history of the sport. He pitches every five days and he hits every five days or every day. day. Um, But, I mean, the guy had three ALMVPs and he's never played in a playoff game. I don't know how that's possible. Baseball is one of those sports that this can happen um yeah, yeah. it doesn't really happen that much as a quarterback but in the rest of football it does happen we'll get to that it doesn't really happen in hockey i mean sometimes but unlikely and in uh, basketball it never happens but this guy this is the only sport where you could win three mvps and never play in a playoff game
2: yeah yeah he's literally one of the greatest players to ever play and he's won how many mvps he's like leading our era in like war and everything and it's like yeah, You, know, you look the greatest kids. war so seasons funny. of all
0: time yeah. and he has like seven of them. And this, this is... is,
2: this the, the Angels really make me want to believe in curses because it doesn't matter who they've paid, who they've thrown money at, what deals they've signed. Even this year, it's like this is the year we put it all together. We got Syndergaard, like we got Taylor Ward, we got Marsh, yeah. we got all these guys on the come up, with Tawny still. And it's like we're up, like we're leading our division and then they lose like 18 games in yeah. a row.
0: Beast closer doesn't <laughs>
2: yeah. matter. Joe Madden, gotta <laughs> yeah. fire him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's remarkable. And now they're sitting third place well out of a playoff spot.
0: So. Yes, and they're not coming back. No, Top two, and this is—I this is. I wrote these two down immediately, and there's debate. I, I went back and forth on who I wanted at number one, but I'll, t- I'll tell you them both, and we can argue it out about who has it worse. Number two, Calvin Johnson on the Lions. Oh, great. Number one, Larry Fitzgerald on the Cardinals. <laughs> I think Fitzgerald has to be one for longevity because he was there for longer— and he, like, one year, he had Kurt Warner at the very end, and he made a run to the Super Bowl. Almost won it. The Steelers came back. Calvin Johnson was more, his team was more pitiful, and he was probably more dominant in yeah. his best day. But Larry Fitzgerald yeah. for, like, 10 to 15 years was unstoppable and had Matt Liner at quarterback. <sighs> so oh, sorry. man, that's a, that's a toss-up. I kept going I, back and forth on it. I... I, I I for
3: some I'm le I'm leaning more towards uh, Calvin Johnson. Me too. Just because, in his prime, success. he was just so good that, and, and and you still couldn't do anything, is is crazy to me. And I know what you're saying with Larry Fitzgerald. He was also dominant. Yeah. But um, uh, like 10 to 15 years. But I guess towards the latter end, it wasn't like you know yeah still um but but Calvin Johnson was and and the sad thing is like like they destroyed him like physically too I which think is, like, gonna, you, like is like this is a you, good argument yeah like you like took this like one of the best wide receivers of all time and and you and like your own organization destroyed him Like you guys couldn't even like build a decent roster for him, but you ended up destroying him physically where he actually has like, like long, long long-term like health issues now with his hands and stuff. So I I think I have to go with that.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like I would say the longevity, it would be like the main factor in Fitzgerald's case. But I think the reason like him, not his Calvin Johnson, not lasting long in the league is a function of how bad his team was. Yeah. So like, I don't really count that against him. And then like, Larry Fitzgerald had a pretty high high making the Super Bowl, and I mean, it's yeah. hard to get lower than 0-18. Than I think, so, or why, 11,
0: I think why I have Fitzgerald number one is because when he went to the playoffs, the two times that he was closest to the Super Bowl, obviously in the Super Bowl, he was like the only reason they were leading the game. He yeah. was so dominant that it was like they're winning because they have him. And then when they went again against the Packers, mm-hmm. he was so good in that home game that it was like he is literally propelling them and he's at the end of his career. That's he's what, been to the Super Bowl twice. Well, no, against the Packers in that division. They lost in the NFC oh, Championship. Yeah, but Carson Palmer. But, but, yes, but the one the, the two most memorable games of his career were big games where he was like the only thing that they had. It was like, we've got Fitzgerald. Yeah. I know he wasn't as good then also, but
3: like 2015, they also got to the... That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that, the Packers, that, yeah. The Panthers or the Packers. They lost to the Panthers but they beat the Packers the week before. Oh, that's what you're saying. I know. Um uh, the only right Yeah. The only thing that and uh, why I'm taking down FitzGerald in my opinion is because like now we're just talking about like LeBron on the Cavs in 2007 mm-hmm. where it was yeah. just like like obviously like bad roster but he was like so effing good that like he did get to the finals. He did get to the conference championships. But like Owen said like like Calvin Johnson like oh my god like the team was so bad that <laughs> yeah. like you said it will he, I think he, he had yeah. no he never had a shot at longevity. Yeah. It yeah. was almost like an Andrew Luck situation yeah, in exactly. my opinion where the team was so bad he
0: just got injured and you wasted this talent and just the the
3: franchise was so incompetent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys are right. Maybe we hey. can adjust that. I I just I, I couldn't pick between
2: them. I was thinking about it all week. And get Owen 16 with one of the greatest receivers of all time is Like, that's got to be a feat just Mm -hmm. on its own. It's true. That's pretty impressive. I thought
0: about AJ Green on the Bengals, but I didn't think that, you know, he had it that bad. They made the playoffs once years. Was there anybody that you guys were thinking of right away off that?
3: Like, right away, like you said, uh, but then you changed your criteria. I would have put LeBron, but, but like, he did make finals and... um, But even it's to me, it like happened twice with LeBron in 2007 and stuff. And then also in like 2018, where he it was just him and like in 2015, and JR Smith. Yeah. Well, 2015, he
0: had Delhi and Mazga. Oh, yeah. That too.
3: Like it's happened quite a few times with LeBron. (laughs) It's almost like Um, he depletes their assets. (laughs) Uh. I'm sure if I if I did some research, I could I could come up with
0: with a couple more. But it's hard. It's hard. I thought about McDavid, to be honest with you, but um. I mean, he has side over. Yeah, the story's not over. Exactly. It might be a little
3: too early. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I don't know. It's it's tricky. The Giants
3: were a good... Like, the San Francisco Giants were a good team. But, like, yeah. I can't... Because Bumgarner was insane, but they had a good team. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, they just relied on him
0: so much. Yeah. Those Um, were, like, dominant performances to get him to the finish line. I thought about Julio, but they also made the Super Bowl. I feel like Julio in his day was comparable to... Um, Calvin and to Fitzgerald, I, I get I put him on that regard. What about AP Adrian Peterson? Mm-hmm. Good shout. It's a good shout. I mm-hmm. didn't think that. Yeah, 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 I would maybe have him yeah. on there. Not a very uh, it good team. My he... mind, but I I didn't finalize him on there. It's hard with with uh, with basketball. It really is because you'll usually get your team to like a decent place if you That's are true. really really good. That's true. Yeah. Which is why T Wolves Kevin Love is kind mm-hmm. of like an anomaly to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but. Yeah. Anyway, stuff to think about. You could bring more back next show. I would love yeah. that because it's a pretty interesting topic, I feel like. But that was a really good show. We left it all out there. It was uh it's tough to plan. I, I this is what I don't miss about football is so much of the show is like dependent on what is happening right before and then you gotta like figure it out as you go. But I thought we did a very good job, so tense to everybody. I agree, it's awesome. When are we start in our uh analysis
3: of the uh seventh. On July seventh. Okay, cool. getting close, getting
2: close. We're yeah. getting there. We're getting there. Oh yeah. Oh I'm counting
0: them. <laughs> I'm ready. Um yeah, we'll be back on Monday. Obviously I don't want to be here. It'll be nice. Looking forward to it. We'll see you guys then. Have a good weekend.